Welcome back to Write in 10, a 10-minute weekly podcast about writing. My name is Karen Alea. You can find out more things about me, see different blog pieces up at writein10.com. I really hope that you will subscribe to this podcast as well as rate it and give it a review. Just go to Apple Podcasts, look for Write in 10. That's the easiest way to do it, and I really appreciate it. I want to introduce you to our special cameo of today. It's Lily Stein. Lee's the author of a memoir called Land of Enchantment, a poetry collection called Dispatch from the Future, and a novel. The Fallback Plan, but her nonfiction has also been everywhere. The New York Times, Washington Post, New Yorker Online, Allure, Elle, Poets and Writers, BuzzFeed, it goes on and on. But what's really exciting is her new novel called Self-Care. Self-Care has been named a best book of the summer by Elle Magazine, Vulture, Refinery29, Apartment Therapy, Lit Hub, The AV Club, Cosmopolitan, Chicago Tribune, Publishers Weekly. But what's even better is she's been super kind and is giving us her best advice. So let's listen in. Hi, this is Lee Stein. When I was first starting off as a writer in my early 20s, I had a lot of fantasies about what my life and my future would be like as a writer, capital W. My poems would appear in certain magazines. I would get my first book published. Then I'd be interviewed on the radio and in magazines, all about my process. So I had a lot of grand dreams about what my life would be like as a writer. And now that I'm a little older, I've written four books, and I teach writing and work with writers as a one-on-one coach. I try to get my students and my clients to ask themselves, not what do I want as the writer, but what does the reader want? What am I trying to do with this book to impact my reader? Am I trying to make my reader laugh? Am I trying to teach my reader something that I know that they may not know? This is especially true for authors of nonfiction books. Am I trying to, am I trying to write a dramatic page turner that they can't put down that they're going to want to take to their beach house and say, you go ahead, honey, outside while I stay in with this book. So I think shifting your mindset from this kind of self-centered fantasy life to putting yourself in the reader's shoes can be hugely helpful. Um, Even on a craft level, if you're working on a chapter, you can ask yourself, what do I want my reader to feel or think at the end of this chapter. And this is true too for even smaller publications like personal essays or pitching freelance articles. There has to be a takeaway for the reader. There has to be something that changes in the reader after they've finished reading your piece or reading your book. And I think this simple mindset shift can really help you achieve those dreams of getting your work published and reaching readers, which is what we all hope to do as writers. Thank you. We so appreciate it, Lee, giving your time. We know you're super busy. I appreciate you doing this. There is one 
way that might sound a little odd, but that we can do to make sure we're following Lee's advice. And that is to write a mission statement. I suggest you make a mission statement either for yourself as a writer and your writing career or for each piece of work you're doing. Many writers have used this in the past, and sometimes it's just one line. I don't doubt that Stephen King's little mission statement is to scare the crap out of his readers. Your mission statement for your piece of work might be to enlighten them about racism. It might be something smaller, just to purely entertain them. But once you have that focus, something changes in your mind. Again, it takes the focus off of you. Now, we love the idea of being a writer. We love buying writerly things for our desk. I have something cute I'm staring at right now that looks like a book, but it's a vase. We love to put writer in our social media bios, and none of that's bad. But once we write, shifting our focus to the reader helps us take a stance that goes for clarity and impact. We delete words we think will make us, the writer, look impressive. We explain things better that we know naturally and spell it out clearly for our reader because we're thinking of them and what knowledge they might or might not have when they come to our work. And we begin to sort of have fun thinking of the reader, thinking of where are the most clever ways to really get that reader interested in turning the page or revealing a little motivation of a character that's going to draw that reader's attention and get them nervous or excited or root for this main character or root against this main character. The second thing it does is it keeps us coming back to our intent. If you write a mission statement, and you're in the mud of being two-thirds done with your work. You're cranky. You don't even want to finish it. You're sick of it. You think it's terrible and you want to throw it away. Having a mission statement reminds you of the enthusiasm you had when you started. At two-thirds through, are you making it entertaining if that was your mission? Do you need to go use maybe like the tricks that Dr. Jennifer Cates suggested in episode 13 called Pro Plot Tricks? A lot of us have an underlying mission statement we never really say out loud, but it's mostly to expose a reader to something that we're obsessed with. That can be Victorian England or it can be bocce ball. When you're in the weeds writing, you can look at that again and remember your excitement, remember what your goal is, and then put yourself in the reader's chair and see, am I revealing to them some of those things that I'm obsessed with also? Am I giving them the most visual and fascinating introduction to bocce ball? that I can do. 
just like a new business says they're there to serve their customers or their clients, we really are here to serve the reader. Now, it's your 10 minutes to write. Keep a one-line mission in your mind, even if it's just to surprise the reader. Or spend this 10 minutes writing that mission statement. These organizational tricks that we talk about only take a few minutes, but it will save you time in the long run. Not only will it come in handy when you write, but it will come in handy when you go to publish your work. In the show notes right below this episode, you'll see where you can sign up for the newsletter. You'll not only get a free writing game plan that I've talked about before, helps you focus and propel you into your writing each time you sit down, but I'm going to be doing some free workshops on how to write a pitch and query letter for your book. That's coming up in August. It's absolutely free, and you can bring in your questions. You'll finish with a completed query letter ready to send out to agents or publishers or to place on the back burner till you finish your work and then retweak it or to even use on the back of your book if you're self-publishing. Thank you, everyone, and thank you, Lee, for contributing that advice. Please go find Lee on Twitter. She's at Rhymes with B, B-E-E. Get it? Lee, B. You can also find her book right on my website, writein10.com. Again, find me on Twitter, and the best thing, join the Facebook group, Writein10. I wish you luck and focus and definitely stay well. Bye-bye.